Ready? Yep. Phone's muted. Perfect. Hello, everybody. Welcome to OL Redbird, a show about two millennials just kind of figuring out life, um, learning how what it means to be adults, and talking about the stuff we love. Uh, my name is Alexander. I'm half of this host. If you've been listening for a couple of weeks, I hopefully sound a little bit better to everybody. Um, maybe I sound a little bit worse. You know, uh, funnily enough, I was going to say you sound a little bit worse to me, um, but I hopefully that means that you're on the recovery. Um, yeah. And also, I'm Jasmine. I'm the other half of this podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> She's Let's been... start with you this week. How has your week been? It's pneumonia. <laughs> Um, so the cough that I've had for basically every episode of this podcast, I think, mm-hmm. um, after going to two doctors who were like, ah, it's just allergies. <laughs> uh, although I realized the urgent care doctor literally put a note, Hey, if this doesn't get better in three days, come back. And I didn't do that. It's on me. <laughs> um, but, uh, finally on Sunday, went to the emergency department, not because I was like, oh my god, I'm dying, but because, like, I sounded, I was, uh, I sounded way worse than this. Like, I couldn't, I can't even make, figure out how to make the sound out, how bad my voice sounded. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had called my mom, and she was like, go to the emergency room. Um, so I went in, they did a check x-ray, and I was only there about three hours, which is not bad, considering. <laughs> Uh, And I went to the emergency room in the adult side of the hospital that I work at. So, like, at the end of the day, I needed to go send an email to a couple people to, like, hey, can you come in, help out covering? And, like, also I needed to send an email to HR, being like, I'm going to be out for a day or two um, Mm -hmm. because I'm sick. And so I literally, after I wrapped up getting diagnosed with early pneumonia, uh... I went up to my office and sent some emails at 1 a.m. Uh, hey, fun, fun. Hopefully Jasmine's done a really good job editing out my coughs. Um, i do my best. <laughs> I still have the cough, but, like, as a general rule, I feel a lot better. Um, and that's what matters. And that's really what counts. And also it's been, like, 48 hour- hours, not even, with... Uh, antibiotics at this point mm-hmm. so like gotta give it at least three or four days four or five days to really um, but yeah so that's been that's been honestly my entire week since we recorded has been hacking up a lung forcing myself to go to dance um, oh no barely like a lot of the days I just come home and I'd like Put on in a podcast or an audiobook and just like sit on the couch, cough, groan, chug some hot water, and like I didn't want to pick up my switch. I'm behind in Fire Emblem now, uh, compared to like our friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I still like today. I sunk in like seven hours because I'm homesick. Uh, but, like, I've become, I've fallen behind in the Fire Emblem race. Uh, <laughs> just because I've been stuck at home. Or, I've, it's been too miserable to really want to do anything. Mm-hmm. So I've made myself go to dance, which I feel a little bad about, because dancing... You should be resting. 
Well, resting wasn't doing me any good, but it's more like, the doctor told me this was allergies, so I guess I'll go to dance. And then they're like, it's pneumonia. I'm like, I bet that means I had bronchitis. Ah, I see. Uh, I probably shouldn't have gone. Like, I didn't go the last two days. I may or may not go tomorrow. Um, Mm. Probably won't. And then Thursday I'll go in because it'll have been like four days of antibiotics. Yeah. I have a lot more sympathy for people. Well, not sympathy. A lot more empathy. Is that the right yeah. one? For people who deal with uh, chronic illnesses. Oh um, uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I've always had sympathy. sympathy, but like I have a deeper understanding for how much that can just, even like relatively low low scale, chronic health issues can just. I didn't ask you know the girl I'm chatting up on a date. Because I didn't feel like going out. Um, didn't really play video games. Didn't really write. Didn't really go to dance. You know, like, just kind of knocked a three weeks of my life askew. Didn't really cook for myself last week. Did a lot of eating out. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it just wasn't worth the effort of trying to cook. Mm-hmm. Um, I owe a friend empanadas for taking care of my cat. And I'm like three weeks late now. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally cooked for myself made curry I'm already sick of the curry <laughs> um, yeah that's been my crazy disease ridden week um, how's yours? Uh, not nearly as health wise terrible although we'll see if like I get the the, the con crud in the next couple days yep um yeah, because I went to a convention over the weekend, um, and, you know, had had a lot of fun with that, but also, like, as with all conventions in one of these days, we're gonna have an actual, like, episode dedicated to talking about cons and stuff, but... I'm gonna be in town in ten days. Hey, and we'll probably do it then. Um, but, like, cons are so tiring, and, like... Especially if you do them the way you do them. Yes, yes. Especially, like, I was I was in a panel at um, this oh. convention. Um, and I was in, like, group cosplays, like, every day. Um, pretty much. Oh, no, every day. Every, uh, all three days I was in group cosplays and just, like, generally trying to, like, coordinate, like, getting, you know photo shoots with like the whole group and everything and all that kind of fun stuff and also just like I said cons are generally just exhausting anyway so uh it's a lot of staying up late and uh hanging out with friends and going to things and also if you're into it like I am drinking so it's just yes it's a lot you guys and you're drinking yep yep changes the tenor on a lot of stuff yeah, yeah, certainly. Certainly does. Um, so I, you know, even though I was not, like, I'm not, like, you know, I don't have pneumonia, but I got, a, I got a little taste of, taste of just uh, real true exhaustion yesterday when I rolled into my internship on, like, you know... Well, I had I got like eight hours of sleep, but like I, you know, you, yeah, you'd also ran yourself into the ground. Yeah, for three days yeah. In a row. So, 
I just I had a I had a I had a day yesterday where I like I went to my internship on hopped up on coffee and took a nap when I had a when I had a break and got home and I took another nap um <laughs> without meaning to so that's I mean, that's yeah and when we do our convention episode we'll talk a lot about like the after of the convention mm-hmm. because holy crap is coming out of conventions especially if you if you've never done a proper for fun gaming or anime convention like you've only ever done like work conferences yeah oh yeah those uh, are so different the but... tone is radically but coming out of conventions is so rough it's so there's such a like you go from running at 150% and being social and interacting with people mm-hmm. constantly to just dead stop uh, in a way that's in that's in interesting um, yeah, and we'll dig we'll dig into that stuff probably yes, in a couple yes. weeks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at that point we'll be around in person. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so we were going to talk about the gym. Yeah, this I was going to say like <laughs> I got pneumonia. Yeah, I haven't last done week, shit. Yeah, and last week when we were talking, um. Like you were talking about getting a gym membership, and I, I, and I was like, I, once I heard that you officially have pneumonia, figure all of that just went by the wayside. But we can still talk about it, I guess. In a we can talk about it a little bit since you're the exercise freak, and I owe you an <laughs> exercise freak episode. <laughs> I mean, fair enough, fair enough. Um, you're the Suzaka to my Lelouch. <laughs> I mean. Was it? Haven't I always been? No, hasn't <laughs> always been this dynamic? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. Should we, I guess we can just start with like what our like general. We kind of got into it a little bit when we were talking about dance, but I guess we can also talk a little bit about like our just our own like relationships with like exercise and that kind of stuff to start with. Yeah. Or... Yeah. Um, I guess I'll dig in first. Give you a second to think. Mm-hmm. Um. So, most of my, I've like I said, I've I've never been an exercise freak, um, uh, but part of that is I've had like sports activated asthma since I was a kid. So, running is fundamentally out of the picture, and then flat feet and pigeon toes and like just running doesn't work. Um, so that like ruled out. So I did a lot of sports growing up. I was always in sports, um, but the sport that stuck with me was MMA. Um, and I did MMA six or seven years, got a black belt, not like a, I have a Muay Thai black belt, you know, where it's like 10 years of like heart, got a black belt, worked for it, still was a little bit of a rubber stamp. Um, Mm -hmm. and then promptly went to college and stopped doing martial arts because I wanted to try to do other stuff. Uh, and have not made it back but one of the side effects of growing up going to martial arts three to five times a week um is that like the actual gym is incredibly boring to me because i get pumped up and i'm like cool 
now it's time to hit things. And the gym doesn't let you do that. What's well, uh, gemstone? Very, none of the ones I found. Yeah. Um, and then part of it is, like, I don't understand how to use the gym equipment correctly. Um, mm. It's boring to go alone. Like, yeah. I, every, every major thing I did for exercise was always interactive. Like, I was always working with other people. Even though you consider martial arts like an individualist sport, you train with other people. There's always interaction. Yeah. Uh, I did crew for a little bit. Very little bit. Couldn't keep up with it because I couldn't run. But I really appreciated the rowing part of that sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my sports have been horseback riding and dance, uh, which aren't great at like getting you in shape. They require you to be athletic, but they're not great at like conditioning you. Yeah. Um, and like same with skiing, which is the other major sport like I was good at. I like bougie sports. <laughs> I mean, I can understand that a little bit. Because, um, uh, like, I guess to start with, um, for me, like, I've always been in sports, like team sports, ever since I can remember. Um, I mean, I, as, like, every, like, you know little girl is put into I did I did ballet when I was younger um for a couple years and then I did gymnastics for like eight years um and then slowly transitioned um uh from gymnastics to to basketball when I was in like second grade I think and then I did basketball for like I don't know the next like seven to eight years of my life touched on this we definitely talked about this in in the dance episode that's what um, it was. Yeah, yeah. So some of this is gonna is gonna be a lot of overlap, um, but like after there was like a chunk of my life where actually in high school I kind of stopped doing I stopped like exercising in general really, because um, I like quit basketball I um, transitioned into doing. Uh, into working crew as in like stage crew for theater which again we've gotten into um and like there was a solid there's a solid like year or two where I just kind of wasn't really exercising or anything but granted that was also for me personally like that was overlaid with like a lot of other shit that was happening to me in like my like family life that was like I had like <laughs> that whole that whole period of my life is like kind of a bit of a blur because of all of that like shit. So, um, but there was a I guess the the thing for me is that like sports and like exercise has kind of always been a part of my life because it's something that like my dad has been really really into. Um, he is really big on the gym, really really big on the gym. Like it's something that I, like, can always remember him waking up at, like, he'd wake up at, like, 4 or 5 a.m., go to the gym, go to, like, shower, and then go to work for, like, nine hours or whatever. That was, like, so having that in my life, and then he would, he also was the one who was pushing me to do sports because he grew up doing sports, and he was like, I really want you to be athletic and be healthy in that way, so go do some sports, um, 
And when I stopped, like, doing team sports in high school, I started, I started going to the gym, but in a very, like, ugh, I would not really use the equipment, because I, like, I also was just really, you know, going to the gym is really intimidating. Like, it's really, really intimidating. Yeah. When you don't know what to do, or, and you haven't been, like, and you haven't been trained to do anything, or, like, taking a class, and, like... Honestly, even though a lot of those gyms have like, you know, here's a here's a free like hour consultation with a with a trainer or whatever that like that you know, shit doesn't well, stick with your brain. Well, not only that, but like I know for me, it's like it was something that felt like embarrassing, or like something that I didn't really want to. I'm the type of person who doesn't really like asking for help. <laughs> I'm like stubborn like that, so I didn't want to ask and I didn't want to like try and attempt to do anything because it's also like a matter of safety too for sure so yeah um so like definitely like don't (laughs) do as i say not as i do like ask trainers talk to trainers they're there for a reason they will help you it's fine to ask for help um but i was definitely doing like a very casual sort of like cardio only kind of gym sort of situation when i was in high school and I mean, that was also because I'm, I'm like, privileged enough to not have asthma, and so, like, that was something that I could, like, do feasibly. Um, I mean, I can do it. I just need to remember to take my inhaler. Um, and it's still, like, I'm sure it still, like, makes it difficult and stuff, too, so it's not, like, it's... It's not always pleasant, uh, yeah, but I needed exactly. to use my inhaler when we did, you know, when I did martial arts and when I did... I've always... It just... It's always made mm-hmm. exercise a little bit one step harder than it, it really needs to be. Yeah. And, like, the other thing that I should mention, too, is that I'm also privileged in the sense that, like, I am of, uh, like, what are they called? Straight sizes? Like, I'm not, like, I'm not fat. I'm, like, you know, pretty stereotypically thin. Like, not super, super thin, but, like, you know, I don't have... I'm privileged in the fact that, like, you're... When you're thin and you have... And, like, even just interacting with the gym because I'm thin it like that happens in a that like I can do that in ways that like you know some people just like can't or like will you know be um um it it lessens your barrier to entry and your intimidation in the gym itself that's exactly it that is exactly it um so that's a whole other thing um, and I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm able-bodied, too, in just, you know, yeah. other ways. So that will also just, like, that affects the way that I can exercise in ways that, like, people who aren't able-bodied can. Um, but, yeah, so that's something that, like, I started, I started going to the gym, like, when I was, you know, 16, 17, 18, and then like promptly and again we've kind of touched on this a little bit too um I started going to hot yoga when I was like 18 19 and I did that for like a solid couple years and I loved it I like that's the other thing is that like I genuinely love exercising like I it's something that's really important to me just from like a mental health standpoint like I know that I feel better whenever I go to the gym and this is a whole other like and something else that I've, I've like touched on before is it's a privilege in and of itself to have the motivation to go to the gym and to 
and to be able to afford it as well. Um, yeah, that's but, where I'm stuck right now. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like, which is completely understandable. But um, I'm also like looking for a very specific thing of I need to go to a pool because I got all kinds of like fucked up joints and shit that like swimming's the cardio skill that I need to learn. Yeah. Um, and that's way harder than it has any right to be. Yeah. Um, absolutely. To find a pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the funny things is like every time I look over uh, um, places to live one of the first questions my mom's asking me is like is there a pool and I'm like no there's no pool mm-hmm. uh, like I don't care about the pool the pool's a whatever and it's like there's, but there is like if I could find a place with a nice with a decent pool maybe I don't have to pay the gym membership yeah um, exactly but yeah uh, actually yeah, just kind of, we wanted to touch on, like, exercise and stuff as a general thing. You do it m- more than me. I know uh, my big things are doing it with some, like, having somebody local, mm-hmm. um, which this is my first job where I'm comfortable and, like, economically on my own feet, not living at home, you know, doing a lot of things where... I've done the gym a couple of times, you know, like, I've done the gym membership, all that plans, but, like, didn't, where, when I had friends around me, when I had you around me, when I had other, this is the first time where I'm like, oh, I can do this on a regular basis with a regular schedule on a, you know, every X, Y, Z. Oh, I don't have any friends around me to go to the gym with. Yeah. Yeah. Which I was also going to, like, talk about, because, yeah, like, sorry. in the, no, 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 like, that's, like, a good transition, because, like... Another thing I was going to talk about was, like, when I was going to, like, hot yoga and stuff was about the same time that I met you, and we kind of, and, you know, there was, Last year? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Not quite last year, but... It was, like, it was, yeah, it was, like, it was, like, a couple... It was was like, two or three years ago ago now, yeah. Yeah, which is wild to think about, but, like, it was about that time that, like, you know, we started hanging out, and, like... We also started, like, for, you know, a solid chunk of time, like, you and I were, like, doing, like, uh, we were doing, like, martial arts type of stuff. You were teaching me how to, like, punch properly Mm -hmm. and, like, do some, like, MMA type of stuff, which was cool. Um, And, like, we, like, met up also with, like, a couple friends a couple times to, like, do that kind of stuff, too. And just, like, that was, like, free because we were just doing it in, like, your garage or well, in, like, the park or whatever. So. It was free in that I had eight years' experience having done it, and one of our yes. other friends <laughs> had a couple, had another, like, decade's worth of experience yeah. in a different martial art. So it was free in that we had, like, I wasn't, I'd forgotten a lot since. I wasn't going to teach us locks but I, I was right. conf- confident in my ability to teach you how to kick and punch correctly. Yeah, yeah, and do, like, the basics and stuff. And yeah. It was free in the sense that, like, we had, like... I mean, yes, we had, like, the cost of the experience leading up to it, but, like, it and was something that we were just doing in, like, a park. The, yeah, and I have been privileged enough to buy and own uh, the gear as well. Yes, Like, yeah. I have a duffel bag, a hockey bag, literally full of martial arts gear. Yeah. Uh isn't cheap. Yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, um, but yeah, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, the weather back home sucks, so like, <laughs> we couldn't do that very 
year round yeah. safely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Freezing our feet in the garage when oh it's my like God, it was so twenty cold. degrees outside. <laughs> but yeah. Um and then you know, we also like all at that time were like I think it, it was a little bit after that where I moved back to Oregon to finish out school. Mm-hmm. And Traitor. Well, you're not wrong. Um, and now, who's the traitor now? <laughs> I get paid Mr. to play video games with kids. It's I It mean, was a worthwhile yeah. trade. Well, yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, and then like when I went back to school um, in Oregon, and uh, I went to the University of Oregon, where um, they fucking love uh, all their athletics, all their, I should say... Uh, they love their basketball and their football team. Uh, their men's. Their men's basketball team and their football team, which is all men. Um, even though, uh, quick side note, um, the women's, the Oregon women's basketball team is like one of the most successful like women's basketball teams um, right currently, and then also in like Oregon history. Uh, but that's beside the point. But that also means. That we have a kick-ass gym. Our rec center is fucking great. It's... Was. Like, it's... <laughs> was. was. You I don't mean, go there anymore. Well, no, but I do get, like, as an alumni, I can go to it for, like, I don't know. It's, like, it's something relatively cheap compared to, like, the general public. But still, I'm not going there anymore, so... I'm not in Oregon anymore, so it doesn't super matter, but... Um, You're not a college it, like, kid anymore. Not a college kid anymore, unfortunately. Um, but also fortunately. But yeah, so our rec center was like fucking great. It was kick ass. We had a pool and a hot tub. We had two pools, a hot tub, and like literally three floors of just gym equipment. And also like a separate wing for like yoga studios and for like there's a room where there was a bunch of like um punching bags and like pads and stuff so like for like a hot minute like I was doing like I was doing some of the like exercises that we had done together because like I could um and I also like I started taking weight training classes in my last year of college because like my dad was like hey you should do something like out of the ordinary like take a weight training class and I did that, and I took a I took an all women's uh, weight training class, which is also like another thing that like I think especially as like a woman a woman trying to go to the gym, that's a whole other ballpark because it's like there's yeah. a whole other barrier of like comfort that I know that I felt as well, which also like hindered me in like asking for help and stuff. Is it was like I'm a woman in this gym and I don't know what to do, but have it but being able to take that class take like three classes. Um, that were weight training for women specifically, and it was an all-women class taught by, like, a female coach. Like, that was so rad. I feel so comfortable in the gym now because of that class. And, like, and that's another thing that I'm, like, you know, it's another privilege and stuff, is I'm lucky enough now to have that kind of skill and to have those, like, that experience that now, like, I'm currently going to going to the gym. I have a 24-hour fitness membership, and I am, like, I'm still, like, I still get intimidated because it's, like, you know, when you're when you're literally the only woman in a gym, 
it's like it is not fun <laughs> all of the time um and you know whether that's like a safety issue because it's like you know 9 30 at night and I just want to get to the gym but also I have to be conscious of the fact that like there are dudes in this gym who like I don't know might follow me to my car or whether that's just like you know god forbid I do something wrong and I haven't had this experience yet but I know I know that there's going to be a time where I'm doing something and some dude is going to roll up to me and be like, you're doing that wrong. And I'm going to flip my shit. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's... Ooh, attached question that. to this. Yes. Um, so, and my... She, I don't think she meant this, like, literally, but... Uh, I mean, you're from the same state as me, so it's a little different. Uh, mm -hmm. My psych, one of her suggestions for meeting people was to talk to people at the gym. How does that, like, like literally just talk to people at the gym? Hmm. How does that make you feel? I mean, like, how does that make me feel? Yeah, if somebody was to talk to you at the gym, like, randomly. I mean, it, it really, it really depends. I mean, and, like, I, you're, I assume... Did your psych mean that in like a like dating sense or like partially? But I think it was more like, hey, you need to socialize with humans. I think that's different. Like, I think that definitely there is. I know for me, when I go to the gym, it's it's very much like I'm not here to talk to people. I'm here to like do my shit and like do my exercises and like get out of here. Especially if it's like a guy that's coming up to me, mm -hmm. it's like that's. That's for me. That's really questionable. Um, yeah. But I also know that, like, for my dad, like, again, like my my dad's like a you know a, a gym head or whatever you want to call him. Like, he's at the gym like every day, at the same gym every day. Um, and he's usually like he gets to know like the other people who he sees at the same time. Like, mostly dudes, because again, gyms are like you know kind of like a dude heavy area anyway so like i would i would encourage it for like a place of friendship for like dudes but like meeting women there's like, just... like there's like or like i guess i should say like meeting like you know people you want to date it's like, like yeah specific, i didn't like that part there's like a specific there's very very you know as with like anything there there are, so, there are times, but, like, most of the time, I would say, no, 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 no. My gut reaction to it when I'm, she was like, yeah, you just go talk to people. You just start talking to somebody. I'm like, you don't do that. Uh, yeah. And what I realized was it was actually a uh, cultural difference. Because oh, yeah. we're from Seattle. We're from a city where, what was the New York, the Seattle Times article about it? It was like. The Seattle freeze. 60% of people <laughs> would rather go home than, like, go meet new people. Yeah. Um, unless it was with, like, close friends or, you know, something, like, related to their hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we're from an area that is famous for, like, just being the most, like, you don't talk to people on the bus, you don't talk to people, in, you know, you, you don't talk to people mm -hmm. in the line, you don't, you just don't talk to other people. It's not okay. And now I'm in Texas, uh, where it's a little different. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I th- it was funny to it was just a funny thought of like I was like oh yeah how would you feel if people just started talking to you randomly? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I said, it's a very different context when it's like a dude coming up to a chick, or like I should, or I guess I should say like a you know a dude coming up to like a like a feminine presenting person. It's like that's a whole different like context for one. Yep. Um, for two, like you said, it is definitely like a cultural difference, just like regionally. But I also wonder if that's, like, I mean, it's also, like, a millennial thing of, like... It it starts to feel like it at times, doesn't it? Yeah, like, I think that there's a certain element of that. Like, it's not, like, necessarily a bad thing, but I think it's also, like, millennials are just, like, less, um, less inclined and a little bit less open to, like, people, like, just random people coming up and talking to you in general, like... So, my issue with that statement, Mm -hmm. it feels like that's a true statement, Mm -hmm. but we're also both from Seattle. Again, we're both from the Pacific Northwest. 99% Mm -hmm. of our friends are from the Pacific Northwest. Um, Or, there are other introverted nerds that we've met outside of the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wonder how much of it is is the cultural bias of us being like, yeah, that's the way millennials work. Yeah. Um, but it is the vibe I get a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I don't know, um, what I had completely in mind for this other than just talk a little bit about, I ideally was going to be like, guys, I started going, <laughs> uh, but I have pneumonia and that's kind of yeah. thrown off everything. Um, I still want to try to get into the gym, um, mostly to get into shape. It's not even so, not even like physical body shape, but like respiratory shape, uh, cardio mm-hmm. shape. Like, I don't even care. I don't need to be able to lift a bunch of weight. Um, mm-hmm. But just to get into the play, into the place where I used to be when I was a black belt and training on a pretty regular basis, um, where like I would get tired probably before everybody else um, because I wasn't like. So going, you know, I wasn't also doing other training, mm-hmm. um, but with the a Viennese waltz coming up and having lost most of a month to a cough, even though I've been going to dance, like I've been doing stuff, I still kind of lost a lot of time just mentally and like even when I was at dance, it wasn't, I wasn't all there. Yeah. Um. And because it feels like it's the thing that will support me going to dance. Um, and getting serious about dance. Mm-hmm. Um, I, did I mention, I don't know, do you have any last words on the gym stuff? Uh, no, just, uh, I guess also, I mean, quick thing. Um, you kind of touched on a little bit briefly, like about like, you know, wanting to get in like respiratory shape versus like being in like shape shape, but also just like having a good relationship with exercise a lot of it is about like just like do it because you want to and do it because like it's something that makes you feel better don't like you don't have to go to the gym just because like and slash like it also it's healthy but like i don't know i think that there's a very skewed like point of view do we want to get into the body image issues of america i mean (laughs) We don't have to go deep, deep into it. Um, 
just um, you know for the sake of not like running super overtime because I know mm-hmm. I can talk about that for a long time um, as a WGS major or I guess I should say as a women and gender studies major and also as a female identifying person um, but like you know do do the best you can because again we're in we're in the place that we're we're in the uh, the society that we are that tells us that like certain body types are what are expected and what are desirable just like Ooh, could we want to get into that? <laughs> I mean do you want to I mean we could well, I was gonna know? say it cuts both ways um yeah oh yeah yeah like I, I say like um you know this isn't just a pressure for women this is also very much a a pressure especially for men too like of having of having to adhere to this certain like body type and these body types that are like supposed to be super strong in this certain way which puts on a whole different pressure Um, yeah so when i was i want to say senior year of university so i was 19 or 20 um i was playing mass effect 3 um or replaying i don't remember but for the first time, I decided to make a Commander Shepard that looked like me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it mixes in. This mixes in a lot of the racism and like inherent uh, erasure of Latinos, and you know, there's a lot of stuff attached to this of um, like the erasure of Latinos in games, um, or just non-white ma- straight males in games. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, one of the things. I had a moment of was I made a Latino looking Commander Shepard and tried to match my face up and of course you know Commander Shepard is a big square jawed action hero man um, who also can't dance for shit and I love it because like it makes him that much more or her uh, that much more of a human character mm-hmm. um, but it was interesting because it ended up giving me this whole cascade of like uh, I had this Commander Shepard that was a Latino and I looked at him and I'm like, but he's not the hero. Um, and part of that was I'd played with the original Commander Shepard, the white straight male Commander Shepard. Uh, the John Shepard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but part of it too was like, it, it what it triggered for me was the realization of like, body type and all the stuff that came with it. Of um, And I had to like, literally walk through the... Uh, and this was just like I grew up on sci-fi fantasy action stuff I literally had to walk through and be like alright well I can't be six feet tall because I'm 5'8 at best um you know so I'm gonna be a shorter guy like you know literally like alright well I don't have the ten- the six pack ab or the bulging muscles like literally had to like break down and like deconstruct all the things that I thought of as a hero in my head and the things I realized when I wrote my own stories where I self-inserted like a lot of me into the story, that's what my character was looking like. Uh, you know, in my own mental images, whenever I thought of my, like me doing heroic stuff, I real I had to like, I realized I had that moment where I was like, Oh, I look like just a, you know, much taller, much more fit white guy. Mm. Uh, and it was an interesting, and I've done a couple of videos, I did a couple of YouTube videos on it that are buried in the channel somewhere, uh, wrote, an, wrote, a, wrote a paper on it for class at one point, mm-hmm. because my classes are amazing, 
or you know I had some wonderful bullshit classes in mm-hmm. uh, undergrad uh, and in grad to be honest uh, but it's interesting yeah the body image stuff is really uh, it's it's toxic in a way that like literally I had to reconstruct and I'm working on still like I don't like that I have pudge but I acknowledge that like part of that is part of that is my belt digs into my stomach and that really sucks <laughs> uh, but part of that is like I don't what? you know I like to think of myself in a certain light and then I look at myself in a mirror and I'm like that can't be I can't be the person I like to think of if I look like this um, right. Which is why I'm very quick to be like, no, the reason I want to go to the gym is because I want to get better about like being able to run and being able to move without getting tired. Because I remember I used to be fit, uh, like really mm-hmm. fit, like black belt martial artist fit. Um, maybe not crazy fit, but like fairly well fit. And I remember what that's like. And sometimes I forget that I'm not like that anymore right now. Mm-hmm. So, like, I went back and did martial arts, and I, like, threw myself into six rounds of grappling. Like, I could do it. And I threw myself into the first two rounds like I was 17, in shape, with a metabolism that, like, burned everything away. Uh, and then, like, round three came up, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm gonna... I'm, like, already done. Like, completely out of gas. Um right. And I want to be able to do the six rounds of grappling. Like, I want to... But it's not so much... So I'm very... Part of the reason I keep focusing on, like... I'm talking about, like, cardiovascular health. Uh, is... Um, or, like... What is it? Car- like, conditioning health. Mm-hmm. Is because I'm trying to separate it from... Like, the idea of, like, I want to get healthy. Separate it from... I want to get my body in the shape that, like we're supposed to have our bodies in in America. Yeah. Uh, It's, no, I want to be able to run a couple miles because, damn, that would be nice to finally be able to do that. Um, Even though, like, okay, I want to be able to swim a lot of laps because if I say run, I can hear, like, five doctors in my back of my head being like, no, no running for you. Um, Mm -hmm. But also, like, get my joints in, in a place where, like, I can go do a tango without my knee wanting to blow out. Because mm-hmm. tango is really hard. It's a lot of bent knee. Like, just flex knee, not, like, bent bent. Uh, and a lot of the time you end up pausing in, like, lunge steps, right? While you're, like, talking about what your positioning is and everything. And I can do an hour of tango and be fucked up on my knee for, like, three days. Um, and I can do like two hours of Argentine and be, or an hour of Argentine and be fucked up for a week. Right. But I can go do an hour and a half of Viennese waltz and go back and do an hour of waltz the next day. Be really sore, not enjoy it, but I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of like, I want to be able to make my body do the things I want them to do. Uh, and that's what like health is to me. Yeah. Um, but I've been rambling for a little bit about the way the body image stuff hit me. <laughs> I mean, I have, like, a similar-ish experience in the sense of, like, um, like, you were talking about a little bit earlier about, like, kind of separating, like, having to separate um, 
the like cardiovascular side of it to like the getting my body into the shape that like society wants it to be and that kind of stuff um and that's definitely something that I I still struggle with like it's like again just I think that it's like I like as with like toxic masculinity in general it's like the stuff with them with like men's body types it permeates so much more like it's it goes so much more like under the skin and under the radar whereas like women especially like now with like the way that like society is a lot more aware of like you know women's it's gross it's fucked up oh it's so gross and like it's so it feels so much more like obvious and just in your face with all the women's stuff but with like all the women's body issues but like again that doesn't erase like the dude's body issues and this is like also we're talking about this in like you know an understandably binary way because that's the way the like society like talks about and like the way that society like views these these kinds of issues but like it also just like leaves the fact like that like non-binary people like don't really have like like it must be just that much harder for like them to go into the gym or like trans people to go into the gym yeah which is like that's a whole other thing that i can't really we can't speak to we can't Um, speak to as like as cis people but i would just like to acknowledge that like we are aware of it and like we see you and we see your struggle and like it's so understandable and like it is so shitty but it's you know um it's it's also just it's so hard to just kind of separate yourself like no matter kind of who you are you know it's so hard to separate yourself from like the body that like society is telling you that you should have and again it's just something that i still struggle with and again i'm i'm lucky enough to be motivated to go into the gym and i'm in decent enough shape like in general um you're cut or you were cut for a while yeah for for a little bit i it's kind of it kind of fell by the wayside because um uh post uh post college graduation i kind of sat at home for like you know a month and a half and was just generally recovering from being in school for you know a couple yeah. of like like you know for like five years or whatever so i definitely kind of let my health like my uh like uh physical health kind of go by the wayside for a bit so like not quite as cut but like i'm working on getting that back slowly but surely but like and this also isn't even going into like and we kind of talked about it a little bit last week too of like the eating side of it and like i don't even know how much i kind of want to get into that because i know that i've had like i've had like borderline eating disorder kind of issues with that kind of stuff and it's it's really hard to i think talk about and you know for lack of a better word digest um (laughs) boo (laughs) listen puns are my brand i'm just surprised that i haven't really I honestly think that that might have been one of the first puns that I've ever dropped on this podcast, which is surprising. Um, but yeah, it's all that to say that like, I, I always try and like have, whenever I'm talking to people, like I'm always like, and whenever like stuff about the gym comes up, I'm always first and foremost, like here to just say, go to the gym because you want to because you want to feel better in your body and because it's it is something that makes you feel good and that you can do you know again I struggle with 
I struggle with the body image issues. I struggle with trying to separate, like, the reasons why I'm going to the gym between looking like the way society wants me to versus, like, the the cardiovascular health of health side of things. But as best that you can, just, like, do it because it feels good, not because society is telling you to, or try your best to do it because it feels good, not because society is telling you you need to look a certain way. Society sucks, y'all. Yeah. It really sucks. Um, thank you guys. I know we rambled a bit. Uh, we always do. Uh, but thank <laughs> you guys for listening and um, hanging out and making it through an hour of us literally talking bullshit. Um, but it's fun. Um, and that's every week. Let's we're we're just yeah. here to talk bullshit every week, but basically and we'll be back uh next week with um something we don't have anything on the schedule this will be it'll be oh, interesting shit. but uh in two weeks we will be having a in-person podcast episode hopefully assuming everything goes correctly oh yeah um oh damn uh i wanted to talk about the woo session the what the Woo Assassin, the, uh, Woo show, Assassin? The, show I net, the show I marathoned on Netflix while I've been sick. But we'll oh. get to that later. I mean, we can talk about that next week. If anything, uh, we could do... Uh, well, I guess it's a little too late to talk about Spider-Man. Um, yeah. We could do... We'll figure something out for next week. We'll figure something out. Thank you guys for hanging out um, and like listening to this. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Hello, friends. And thank you for listening. Perfect.